I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach, and today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 321 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week, and we are just going to get right into it. I've got a lot to cover in today's episode. First things first, I would be so grateful for your ratings or reviews wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially if you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Those two seem to be the biggest players these days, and it really does help me to organically grow the show. So I just really, really appreciate your support in that. If you listen on Spotify, you will, you know, you can't just jump over there and and leave a review. You have to listen to at least, I think, a few seconds or a few minutes of an episode. So you can do that. If you're already listening there, it's literally just tapping stars. It's super easy. And then if you're over on Apple Podcasts, it's also just tapping stars, but you do have the option to leave a quick review if you wish, which I deeply deeply appreciate. So thank you. Thank you so much. And of course, if you listen anywhere else, I definitely appreciate reviews there as well, because anything will help tell the algorithm gods and goddesses that people like the show and that it should push the show to more people who are looking for this kind of content. So thank you. Thank you again for your support in that. All right. So a few things that I just want to say off the bat. Um, So I record these episodes about, you know, at least a few weeks, if not a month in advance. Um, I recorded a lot of my June episodes away in advance because my family and I went on a 10 day trip to Nicaragua. And so I didn't want to come back and have like 10 million things to do. So I was definitely batching a lot in May and the beginning of June. And well, let's just say a lot of things happened in June, especially at the end of June. And I'm specifically referring to Roe v. Wade. 
And I feel like I need to say something, um, not because I just want to add to the noise, but because I think that really, this is the essence of the work that I do. I know you all are here because you probably Googled or searched something in your podcast player around a specific problem you are having in your relationship or in dating. And I really believe that a lot of the problems that women have in relationships and dating, and specifically when you are um, cisgender and also seeking a man, so you're, you are, are straight, I think there are specific issues that play out or I think that there are specific things that we play out because we have so deeply internalized the patriarchy because, well, we definitely live in a patriarchy now, but it's always been a patriarchy. It wasn't like a, you know, oh, patriarchy is coming back. It's just, um, you know, coming to the surface, I guess, if if you will. And so, you know, I'm, I've talked a lot about on the show how my work is not do this, do that, but it's do what you want. And I know that feels like a cop out, especially as someone who is a life coach, where differing from therapy, it's very action oriented, it's very action based, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to take this action? Are we going to take that action? But the reason why I think the idea of like, do what you want, and your love life is so radical, because I think a lot of women internalize this idea that you know, you can't initiate or we can't do that or we can't do this. And I'm actually going to do an episode about that in next week's solo episode. It's going to be all about all of the rules we either consciously or or unconsciously play by that are total bullshit. So I'm going to actually dive more into that next week. But the reason, again, when you play by these rules, it may not be what's true to you, right? Like, let's just go with the don't initiate thing for a second. If you don't initiate because you feel like you're not supposed to, or it might scare them off, or it might come across as unfeminine or whatever, then you're giving the power away. You're giving your power away. You're giving your power over to this person who may or may not reach out to you for who knows what reason. It may not be because they don't like you, but it may be because like they're nervous or don't think you like them or whatever. And because of some arbitrary rule, you've given your power away. Therefore, you know, missing a chance or an opportunity at something. And so that's why I think it's so important to like do what you freaking want. If you want to quote unquote, break the rules or do what you're quote unquote, not supposed to, I think that's great. And if that's too much for someone, that person was never the person for you. And so with that being really the core of my work, this obviously extends well outside the bounds of dating and relationships. Of course, that includes body autonomy and, of course, reproductive choices and health and everything. So, listen, a couple things. One, protect yourself. I have actually stopped listening to my news podcast because I just don't need to listen to it because there's something about that that feels more triggering than just staying informed by reading the news. So, that's a boundary that I've had for myself. I also have just been on social media a lot less. You might notice that I'm not really posting that much these days. If you follow me there, I'm by there, I mean Instagram specifically. And that's because what was really beginning to erode at my, just like my mood, I could just feel it just like a melting, but not in a good way, um, is you know, those little memes where people will, will just make some sort of like comparison, like about, you know, getting abortions versus purchasing a gun or whatever. And like, it's not that I disagree or that they're not true. It's just that like, when you see those over and over, especially like people are sharing like little tweets or little snippets or facts, you know what I'm talking about, right? And you just tap and tap 
and tap and tap. And that's all you see. I'm just like, Oh God, like I cannot follow it. So some people I had to unfollow some people I had to mute some of these people or sources I love dearly, but like, I just personally couldn't take a lot of that stuff because I could just feel it eroding away at my just mental health in general. So for me, I've really turned that into action and I spend about 10, 15 minutes a day taking some sort of action, which feels really good. And also it's really important and it actually works. I know sometimes you can just feel like you're just one person, you're a drop in the bucket, But the reason why, even though the majority of people, not just women, but people in this country supported Roe v. Wade, and yet it was still overturned, and those people who were against Roe v. Wade were in office, is because a minority has been a lot louder. So when voices are all working together, then it can be a pretty big movement. So I really, really encourage you to regularly call your senators and representative and as well as your state level officials, because this shit really matters. And it really does have an impact. Not to like get you back onto Instagram, but I have really been enjoying this account called Emily in your phone. Um, So it's Emily in your phone, all smushed into one word. And she is a lawyer. She also was trained as a journalist and she was counsel for Chuck Schumer, who is the Senate majority leader now, at least in 2022, when I'm recording this. And she kind of has her finger on the pulse on what bills are going on in, um, in Congress and what actually has possibility of getting, you know, support and, you know, being um, voted on and passed and whatnot. So she has this one minute politics thing that she'll post every day and gives you one action. So like one bill that really does have possibility. I will say that like these bills aren't like anywhere near a version of my ideal. What is my ideal is a constitutional amendment. That's not happening anytime soon, maybe in my lifetime, but I really don't even know about that. But there are other things that we can do to protect ourselves and our freedoms and our choice and all of that kind of stuff. Not honestly, just in reproductive rights, but really a lot of things (laughs) that are going on in the world right now that are frankly horrifying. And so I think that when, if you are feeling stressed, if you are feeling hopeless or depressed or whatever about the state of the world, I really do encourage you to do something about it. It can really just be as simple as a few minutes a day. I've saved, um, you know, all of my representatives numbers in my phone. And so it's literally just calling, sometimes even just leaving a voicemail if no one's picking up. The Instagram account that I shared has a, a little script you can use. And it's just, I don't know. I just feel like I have to use my platform to talk about, you know, I have this message around like, do what you freaking want. You know what I mean? And yeah, I do mean that in your love life, but it would be a disservice, I think, to the message to not make it abundantly clear that this applies to really all parts of life and not just love life because you aren't two dimensional. You aren't on this earth just to date until, you know, your eyes turn blue or green or whatever. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that, but you are here as a person to live a full life and looking for a relationship and your relationship is a part of that. Um, And so I would love to see you practice this in other parts of your life other than just um, dating and relationships. So with that being said, let's jump into today's podcast. So my caller is just kind of feeling like bleh around dating again, and she's trying to pump herself up. And I've been only recently thinking about this idea and talking about it. I have often said to clients, date for fun, not for the one. I did not make up that 
that is a quote that at least I first heard from this woman named Marie Forleo. I don't know if she made it up, if it's hers or whatever. Um, but I really like this idea because think about a, like a puppy or a child or whatever, just having fun. Like they are in it. They are super present. They are just really enjoying themselves without another care in the world. And I think there's something vulnerable about that. And there's something about that just allows them to be super, super present. And I really do believe that is vital for being in a place to best set yourself up for success in your love life. And so if you're not having fun, then one, it's like, what are we even doing? Right. And then two, I think it's a smart idea to maybe back off, whether it's for that moment, that evening, that week, that month, or even that few months, so that you can then re-enter dating with the intention and actually being able to have fun. And this is a big reason why I created my new course, Embodied Dating, because it is about just being fully embodied, fully present, so you can actually have fun, regardless of what happens after each particular date. I know you might have, or you almost certainly have a bigger goal around wanting to meet somebody and have that person be your person. I get that. But when you enter each individual date with that high attachment of, is this the one? Does he like me or whatever? Then I think you're running into issue, right? Like you're not gonna be able to be in that present state. You're not gonna be able to have fun because there's so much attachment and your brain is going like a million miles an hour to try to not quote unquote mess it up. Do you know what I mean? And so um, I'm really excited to dive into that with all the women in the beta round of Embodied Dating. Um, If you missed us this round, not to worry. There's another round coming super soon in October. So what I'm going to have you do is if you're interested, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash Embodied Dating. And what you can actually do there is I taught a mini version of Embodied Dating and the framework so that you can have more fun in dating so you can meet your person. I did a mini training back at the end of June, early July, again, 2022. And I have, I did that live and all of those recordings are now up for sale and you can buy those right now. And they're only nine, nine bucks, you know, obviously a little biased, but I think they're really good. And I think they'll really um, support you. And you might find like, wow, I've listened to this and I have integrated it and now I can have fun dating again. And that might be great and all you need. Or you might be like, wow, this brought up a lot of stuff that I want to work with you know, in embodied dating even more, in which case you can just apply your $99 investment in the mini workshop to the full version, uh, the complete version that we'll do again in the fall. So just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating to learn more about the mini version of embodied dating. And then, you know, if you want to later upgrade to the full experience, um, it's a live experience, you can certainly do that. So I just wanted to give you that resource. Okay. So let's get into my conversation with Amelia. I really love this, especially if you're kind of feeling blah about dating. I really don't want you to feel like that for all the reasons I've just stated and don't have to, um, you know, hopefully, uh, repeat. So we're going to get right into it. Um, before we do, I just want you to know that Amelia has a sweet little babe in the background. And so you are going to hear his cooing. So hopefully it's not too distracting and uh, hopefully it'll actually just bring you some smiles when you hear the little babe. All right. With that, let's get to my conversation with Amelia about how to re-energize your excitement to date again. Hi, Amelia. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Veronica. I love your show. Just the FYI. Um, my trouble is I struggle with relationships with men 
Um, and I'm like having a difficult time with like dealing with, I guess, really masculine men. And I'm really don't, I've been triggered by some close friends and I'm just trying to figure out how can I clear up this blockage because I think it's a symptom. My, my conflict with my friend is a symptom of my underlying issues. So. Okay. Okay. So the underlying issue is with men, but what specifically? I'm going to find, I think it's like masculinity. Like if a guy is very, um, more like an alpha male, I kind of feel it's a problem, but it's somebody that I'm close to because I work with a bunch of men, but, and, but it's, we, I have good boundaries with them, but it's not like we have a intimate type of relationship beyond a work relationship. Okay. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how this manifests and then I can kind of pull the threads from there. So I, I, I guess I'll use an example. And this is the thing. I look back over my friendships, new friendships over the year or so. And so I made a couple friendships with new uh, moms and gal friends. And it just was a slow process. And we're really getting to know each other, enjoy ourselves, the company and play dates. But if I take in comparison, trying to meet, connect with a man over the same time period, I get super anxious. It's usually disconnected. And I don't, it doesn't turn it into anything meaningful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so why do you think there is that? fear or that sense of separation or that distance? I think it's partly because I just want, I don't feel comfortable being vulnerable and opening up to a guy like that. So like, you're saying like, you don't feel comfortable opening up to like an alpha guy? Alpha guy, I guess I I just, or just any guy. I guess I would say just any guy. Cause I just, I just feel, I get all mushy inside, you know, and I really like, in like romantic settings, I don't even like swipe on alpha guys that are like really handsome or cute in their profile pictures. So any guy, I just get so okay. Okay. anxious. Okay. So you're making a bunch of fear-based decisions around, it's not safe to be with this person. It's, I'm not going to swipe right on these kind of people because of past experiences, right? Right. Okay. Okay. So I think there's a couple of things going on. We're not going to necessarily dive into inner child work now because we've, you know, we've worked together. We are working together. We've done a lot of that, but can we, are you clear or do you think that this comes from dad and relationship with him? I definitely think it does come from like relationships with um, my parents, partly of, I have built in insecurities that I'm starting to recognize from being judged and called fat constantly when I was a child and oh if you're too fat you won't get a boyfriend and so like I see these things have significantly impacted my my Mm self-esteem um far as respect to dad my parents had such a tumultuous chaotic and sometimes violent relationship I just constantly see visions of like the bad memories yeah, And so it makes it hard for me to like, feel like I can be safe in a relationship and not be with somebody who's going to be hurtful towards me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you don't want to relive trauma, but you do want to go back to that little girl who is kind of in the aftermath of 
witnessing some things, experiencing some things, having things being told to her. And like, imagine you're just like pulling her out of the situation, like just yanking her out, like, and being that grown up, that safe adult, that parent that she didn't have. So from those experiences, what kind of beliefs or stories did you start telling yourself? One belief I had, I had to smile all the time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of pushed down my emotions in other respects. That's one belief. You got to keep a smile on your face. Um, so, so let's look at that one. Cause there's so many things tied into that, right? Like you got to mm-hmm. smile because a, like nobody wants to hear your sad stories or nobody wants to hear or see you angry. And also that's tied to like looking pleasing, right? Like nothing like makes my blood boil. Then like, why don't you smile from like a man? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not here to please to you. Make- right, right, right. I mean, so, so there's a lot of things wrapped up in that. And so we can just look at that one little thing, like always smile. And there's so many other things that are tied to that. Yeah. And we can, see the, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, cause it's also, you smile in like church and other family gatherings, even though, you know, you got stress and going on at home, but it's like, okay, don't bring this up. Don't air our dirty laundry in public. And it's like, just suck down your emotions. Right. Right. And so when you have tried to be vulnerable or intimate with a man, did you kind of get that feedback? Like, like don't care or just kind of disregarding your feelings or making it your fault, anything like that? You know what? It's been tough for me to be vulnerable with a man. It comes out. I guess this is what I, what I've experienced. I've been told that I come out and I say very harsh things that hurt their feelings. So it's like you get the angry, irritable mood and like pushback mm-hmm. versus me allowing myself to be vulnerable. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you this because I think there's two issues and I am only asking this because I, I know you, so I know some of the the background the men that you're referring to, whether it's, you know, your friend or people that you dated, they kind of remind you of your dad. Like they're similar in some ways, right? Yeah, very much so. Okay. Okay. So these men, then if they're like your dad, they're not necessarily the safest people in the world. I don't necessarily mean like physically abusive. I just mean like emotionally, just like being safe doesn't necessarily mean emotional abuse. It means like you tell me something, you're like, hey, Veronica, I feel sad. I'm like, well, you shouldn't feel sad. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not emotionally safe. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of the people in your life, specifically the men, haven't really been super safe, right? Right. So I think that do you find yourself, you know, you 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 know you have like this more of like this harsh persona. Do you find yourself pressuring yourself to be more open or vulnerable or trusting or anything like that? I feel myself, I feel the pressure. I just, at this point, have completely shut down. Okay. (laughs) Like, I deleted all my apps. You know, I just got back to opening up one of the dating apps to, you know, to stop being a hermit. (laughs) But I really, over the last couple months, I just completely shut down because I just did not have the energy to try to have conversation and be in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so are you wanting to find the energy or 
the confidence to start dating again or you still When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Feeling like you're in like the healing phase of it. I feel like I'm in healing phase and like my nerves are like open on edge because I'm doing so much work right now trying to um, experience my emotions and doing the homework that was assigned that I'm feeling that I'm really much more emotional. I kind of feel more in a vulnerable state right now. So yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're not doing it wrong then. Like you're kind of in this state where you're, I mean, you're doing a lot of deprogramming of like what beliefs and stories are not mine. They've just been told to me by my dad or my mom or my sister or whoever else. Mm -hmm. I think part of your issue, and I actually said this on um, my message to you (laughs) earlier, is you're trying to apply what you're learning to people who aren't equipped to play the game you're playing. I don't mean Uh, like dating game. I mm-hmm. mean, like you're trying to use these new tools around boundaries and open communication and honesty and trust and all of these things. And those are good things, right? Like those are definitely essential ingredients to yeah. healthy relationships, whether we're talking romantic or platonic or family or whatever. Right. Um, but you're trying to use those tools with people who are playing a different game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, I said on the message that you're trying to play go fish. And like, they're outside trying to burn the house down. <laughs> right. 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 I, I, that, and you're like, you're not true. playing by the rules. <laughs> it's like, they're just playing a different game. They're just doing something else. Right. And so, and I'm not saying that like, you have to cut these people off. Cause I know some people are go way back and they're important to you and they're even family, but you need to be able to establish perhaps some space. Like you probably do need some boundary for sure. Like maybe physical and also definitely emotional, but you will have to create some sort of like bubble where Mm -hmm. you can see them like acting out their, all their stuff, but like, it doesn't penetrate the bubble for you. Like this is my energy, my space, my beliefs, the way I want to live my life. And y'all can be crazy out here. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like, if you can keep that bubble intact, then you can still have certain folks in your life, like at an arm's distance for to an extent, because you probably, it's probably not safe to have certain conversations with them because they're going to be intrusive or overstep or et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but it's really, really hard for you to heal this and begin to even believe that there's something else out there when that is, when that continues to be your current experience 
especially when you're trying to use all the new tools that you've learned. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, To the extent I agree with the playing two different games. I right now call it, we're speaking two different languages and we're not understanding each other. Yeah, Um, exactly. And so, you know, it's so hard because it's the entanglement of this long-term friendship. You know, one, it's an important friendship to me, been friends 20 plus years. So I do want to have a relationship. And so right now it's like, I have this urge. I'm like wanting to call. I sent letters trying to reach out to, you know, address this conflict that we're dealing with, that we're going through. But right now it's not being reciprocated. They're processing and dealing with it on their terms and how they want to deal with it. So, and it's like so much masculinity has been wrapped up into this friend because I had such a tumultuous relationship. My mom and dad's relationship was bad. My father was good to me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to separate that out. Mm-hmm. And so when I met this person, it's like, oh, okay, they are nice, kind men. And he didn't have a lot of masculine energy at that time. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, he's older. We're older. Our friendship's older. And mm-hmm. it's just so much is rubbing and triggering me that it's so much wrapped up, too much wrapped up into this this friendship that probably should not have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I just, I do need to clear it. Yeah. Um, because this is what will, I mean, just drain the friggin' life out of you. And so part of the reason why the thought of dating feels just like freaking exhausting is because, you know, you have 100% control over your 50%. And so you've done what you can with this person. You've sent letters you've apologized, explained your side, all this stuff, and they're not meeting you halfway. And when you begin to feel drained is whenever you go over into their territory of 50%, right? Mm -hmm. And so stopping at your half and like, you know, that fence, imagining that fence or whatever, and stopping there, there's grief in that because that might mean you have to let go. You can't Mm -hmm. control it. You can't control the thing or feel or what they do or what they don't do. And I understand this relationship, this friendship goes far back, but you might have to just have like a really good cry or a really good temper tantrum session and just let some of those emotions work through you rather than holding on to something that might not be there. Cause that's probably a larger pattern, maybe mm-hmm. not like holding on, but like just trying to like, you know, pull all the puppet strings, so to speak, like that is just so exhausting. And if that's been your experience and you think about dating again, it's like, no wonder why dating just feels like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Cause that's just been your experience. And so I think before you start dating again, I think it's really helpful. Well, it will be really helpful to just start cleaning up the relationships that mm-hmm. you are in right now, again, platonic or not, where are you and other people's 50%. And how can you pull back again? There's probably grief in that sadness, anger, even possibly. And then where are there other people on your side, on your 50% telling you what to believe, telling you what to think, telling you what to do or whatever. And then you got to start setting some boundaries, either through actually having conversations or just some energetic boundaries of just like, that's not my belief. I'm going to give that back to you. You can do that energetically. You don't have to like say that. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't go have to go announcing to everybody. Your beliefs, your beliefs back. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's like when people say like unfollow on Instagram, like you don't have to announce your departure. Like you don't have to announce your departure. You know what I mean? This is in an airport or whatever people say. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can just, I would just do an inventory. I would spend mm-hmm. all your time doing that of looking at your relationships. And of course, like some of the core ones, family ones, this friend, also any other relationships at work and which relationships need cleaning up. Where are you trudging in on their 50%? Where are they getting in onto your 50% and do which, I mean, obviously every situation will be different. So some of them, you will need to have a conversation. Some you will need to let go. Some you will need to just energetically, like that's not mine to hold, or that's not mine to believe. And then I think you're going to feel a lot. Well, first of all, you're just gonna have so much more energy. Energy is finite. <laughs> there is an end to it, <laughs> especially. Right. You have especially a young, have a small, yeah. Small child. And so the more you can clean your energy up or clear it up, mm-hmm. I think then we can talk about like, okay, what does dating look like? And how do you date from a place of keeping your energy as intact as possible? Mm. We've got to do the inventory first. Okay. That sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable. Okay. Yeah. So what are your action steps? One, do the inventory of my relationships to help identify who's encroaching on my 50% and who I guess I'm reaching into their 50%. Yeah. To just make sure I have better boundaries. So that's one. Learning to look at relationships like like building the boundaries and looking at relationships like outside of a bubble or inside a bubble and making sure I am women. No, 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 no. Let me go that way. Clearing up some of this energy. Yeah. Um, clearing up some of this energy that's being pushed in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. And I think also to be kind to yourself, you're probably most certainly not going to have the same energy that you had pre baby. Mm-hmm. And so dating probably will not look how it did before. And so giving yourself some, some grace and managing expectations around that when you do, you know, get to that place. Although of course we'll obviously talk before then <laughs> plenty, but um, yeah, I mean, I would actually like literally write out your relationship inventory, whether it's like in a journal or, you know, a Google doc or whatever. So you can like literally keep track of it and say, mm-hmm this is what's going on. This is what needs to happen in this relationship. And then write an action step for each relationship. Cause obviously they will be different depending on what's going on, situations, da, 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 da. you know, with the friend, for example, like that's just going to have to be let go of right now. Yeah. Right. Cause they got to process however they're going to process and yeah, they'll do whatever they do. I, you yeah. Know. yeah. What, yeah. What is that thing like, we say? Uh, yeah. When you don't know, you can do, can't do no more. Exactly. Exactly. And then like your sister, for example, that might just be like a bubble situation, you know? So again, it'll just be different on each person, but yeah, let's start the inventory, see where we need to clean up. And then, um, I think we can go from there. All right. All right. All right, my dear. Thank you so much, Amelia, for coming onto the show. As always, I appreciate your courage and your vulnerability and your willingness to be here. So thank you. Thank you. If you are interested in coming onto the show and being coached by me for free, all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast, scroll to the bottom of that page, and there you'll see a link 
to sign up and you fill out a Google form. And once you submit that form, if there are spots available immediately, then you'll be forwarded to my calendar where you can book your spot. Or if I'm not currently scheduling those calls, then that will get you onto my wait list and my assistant just will get in touch with you when it's time. So again, the link is veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast to sign up for your free coaching call with me. All right. So um, before we get to my breakdown of my conversation with Amelia, I just want to say one thing from the introduction to this podcast where I talked a little bit about Roe versus Wade and specifically how or what I'm doing to protect myself, just from like all of like just the big things happening, not even just Roe v. Wade. And I share that not to make you feel like you have to do it or whatever. But I just wanted to share that just to give you some ideas of what you can do if you're just kind of feeling, you know, hopeless or stressed or depressed or whatever it is about the state of the world. And also just to give you permission, because I think sometimes, and not that you need my permission, but sometimes it's just helpful to have it, right? Because sometimes you think, oh, I need to, I can't, I have to read this, or I can't swipe away, or I need to click here or do that. And, you know, I do think it's important to be an engaged and a well-informed citizen, but I also think it's important to know where your limits are and where you need to take care of yourself. Because if you're just feeling like garbage, then you're not going to be able to show up one for the cause that's making you feel like garbage, but also for yourself and for other people in your life and for your work and, and just everything else that you've got going on. So it is important to take care of yourself. And if that does mean, you know, not listening to the news or watching the news or consuming just maybe just what you need to know or not being on Instagram so much or TikTok or whatever it is, it's all fine. And again, you don't need my permission. You don't need anyone's permission, but I do think sometimes it can be helpful to hear it from someone else and it can be like, oh, thank you for saying that. Anyways, that was my purpose in sharing that at the beginning of this episode. Okay, so let's get to my conversation or the breakdown of my conversation with Amelia. And because I made the intro a little bit longer than I intended, I'm going to do this last part quickly. Um, I just want to pull out the three big pieces that I want you to walk away with. And here's the first one. And this is something that I find so interesting because it's actually been coming up a lot with my clients. And that is this idea of, are you actually just playing two different games? Here's what I mean. I get a lot of, you know, just comments and feedback from clients like, well, you know, I've tried the communication, right? And it didn't work, or I tried to ask for this, and it didn't really go so well with, you know, the person or whatever, or my client will have this belief that, they're bad with communication, or they're bad with boundaries, or they're bad with expressing their needs. And I mean, sure, like it is a skill that you can improve upon. However, I think that sometimes it's probably not really true that you're as bad as you think you are. Because the experience in which you've tried to, you know, have good communication or boundaries, or whatever, hasn't gone well, because the other person either has zero skills in it or zero interest in it right? Like if you've been in relationships that are super toxic, the other person's very narcissistic or controlling or abusive, especially emotionally abusive, like to think that you're going to have any kind of success with even the best communication is just, it's a fantasy, right? Like it's not going to, to happen. So maybe they just simply weren't available or weren't willing to meet you where you are. And I think this is important because when you have this story of like, oh, I suck at this, I suck at that, 
you carry that with you, right? And so then, you know, just like with Amelia did, like, she had this story that she sucks at this. And that was playing a role or just, you know, um, an extra weight on her shoulders that she was bringing in to dating and, and being on the apps. Okay, the second thing that I want you to walk away with is notice if you're projecting past relationship experiences onto current relationships or potential future ones. Now, this is something that I've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about on the show. So I'm not going to go too much into it right now. But this is really the difference between intuitive based actions and fear based actions, right? Like if you approach dating from a place of being scared of being burned again, cheated on again, lied to again, used again, I'm not disregarding that those things weren't hurtful. I absolutely do know those things are incredibly hurtful. But you can't bring that to a current or potential relationship because that, again, it has you operating out of fear. I'm not going to go into that right now because I talked in a few episodes back, we'll put it in the show notes, the difference between intuitive-based action and fear-based action. But I'll just say this for now. When you're operating out of fear, you're shut down. You're making decisions based on how you can avoid getting any kind of rejection. And the thing is, is that rejection is just part of the deal or it's always a potential, right? Like you putting yourself out there, you dating, you telling someone how you feel, that's vulnerable. And whenever there's any kind of vulnerability, you can be rejected. And there's no way to avoid that. The only way to avoid that is just to not date at all, or to have walls so friggin' high that nobody can get in. And that's really the, the problem. And so if you're having a hard time not projecting past relationship experiences onto potential future ones or current ones right now, then you just have some more inner work to do. And that's totally fine. Like you don't have to make a big drama about it. You don't have to make a big story. Like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I thought it just like, no, it just means, okay, great. I just have some work to do. It might be some anger work. It might be some self-forgiveness work around, you know, staying with the person longer than you really would have liked to, etc. But it's just a sign that it's just time to do some more inner work around that. Okay. And here's the third thing that I want you to take away. And that is asking yourself, do the relationships in your life now drain you? So I'm talking not just romantic relationships, but friendships, relationships with coworkers, family members, if you have roommates, neighbors, whoever, if you feel really drained, that is a huge sign that you are people pleasing and or have no boundaries and or are just giving way too much. And if you feel like that, then dating is just going to be a drag for a few reasons. One, you're already tired. (laughs) Um, Two, those are all just signs of patterns, right? The people pleasing, no boundaries, managing everyone else's experiences, emotions, opinions, etc. So there's a good chance you're going to do that on the apps or dating just in general. So if you are already feeling drained, I really encourage you to do this relationship inventory that I have been encouraging Amelia to do. Now we've been working together. She's in the love incubator. So this is something I've been helping her with over a longer period of time, because it's kind of hard to just be like, okay, I'm going to cut out like half my friends, right? Like, (laughs) I get that's way easier said than done. And that can be like a whole thing and a whole process. But actually, relationship inventories are something that's been coming up a lot with my clients. So if you know, with these things that I've, 
you know, want you to take away from my conversation with Amelia, like noticing, are you playing two different games? Meaning you're trying to do the healthy thing, but the other person isn't. Are you projecting past experiences onto current or future relationships? And do your relationships in your life drain you right now? If you can answer yes to any of those things, all of those things, and you want some support in, you know, working through those things, I would love to I would love to work with you. Um, Bottom line. So all you have to do if you do want to really dig in with me on this is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. It can be really tricky to do some of these things by yourself, not because it's rocket science. Like I I don't want to like make it seem like I know some special formula that other people don't. So it's certainly not rocket science, but it can be a lot. It can be really hard to change how you have related to people, right? Like if you your whole life have related to people by just taking care of them and not really taking care of yourself and not really sharing your needs or letting people walk all over you, not having good boundaries or whatever, then it can feel, you know, really scary to do something different. And yeah, of course, there might be a learning curve on having good communication or good boundaries. But I think more than anything, it's going to be doing some of the inner work around that because you did all of these things, you have all these patterns, not because you were born that way, but because on some level, you learned that that's how you get love, safety or belonging from probably a long time ago when you were younger, like really young, like a child. And it just became ingrained in you so much that it's some it can be hard to differentiate between who you are and some of these patterns. But I promise you, they're just actions. They're not who you are. And so to do some of this deeper work helps you to separate yourself from the actions so that you can be in a place to, you know, attract a healthier relationship and actually, you know, have good communication. And the other person's like, ah, I appreciate that you have good communication. So anyways, if that's something that you're interested in working with me on, then I would love to support you. Again, the link to um, submit an interest form is over at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Once you fill out that form, then that will forward you to my calendar where you will schedule your introductory call with me. And that's just a consult for us to get to know each other and for you to make the decision as to whether or not it's the right fit for you. Um, And also once you schedule, depending on where you are in the world, I'll send you either a text or an email just to say hello and um, get to know you more and that'll be that. So I'm would be super excited to connect if that sounds good. And again, if you are interested in making dating fun again, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash embody dating. You can pick up that mini workshop and that can just give you a taste to the fuller program. That taste might be all you need. Or if you do want to dive in, then you'll be able to roll over that small investment into the larger program. All right, my dear, that's all I've got for you. Stay tuned for next week. So I'm going to talk more about these dating rules that we play by that aren't doing you any favors. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.